want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. How far are we really willing to seek after Jesus? Because adversity will come, and the crowd will be there to oppose us. Let's tune in together as Pastor John brings the word, One Touch. Generally, it's like, Easter is like, ah. And then after Easter, it's like, okay, back, back to normal. But I'm seeing a, an, an awakening, a revival happening in God's church. And it's funny, you know, when, when things happen and people miss it, they want to blame everybody else but themselves. See, church, church is happening. God's moving. God's awakening his people. There's revival that's taking place. And if you miss it, it's your fault. It's, it's like you being late for the airplane and being mad because they shut the door on you. And you have every excuse in the world. Well, there was traffic. And uh, Why didn't you just leave earlier? When you got a place to be, you need to be there. And when you get there, you need to do what you need to do to get what you need to get. So many of us are coming to church just to sit down and hear and listen. I've come to get a word, Pastor. I want a word that's going to change my life today. Well, what is your part? You ever think about that? Is there something that you need to play to get some? I mean, you can go to the grocery store and buy food, but that you, you still got to cook it and eat it. Those of you that cook food. There may be some people in here that don't believe in cooking food. Nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so there's, there's a part that you guys have to play when you come to church. So one thing is, is make sure your ears are open. The next thing is, is you need to make sure you tell your neighbor, I can, I can hear about it after service. Yeah, I heard some people just whisper it just now. Just, you know, okay, to make it fair to the person on the right of you, look to the person to the left and you say, I could wait till after service to hear that. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, so, that text message you're about to get, that text message, you know what's funny? I'm a pastor, and I just got a phone call. People know where I'm at. It's Sunday. I'm at church. How dare you? Anyway, I just want to welcome everybody. Welcome everybody that's on the internet watching us from all over the country and abroad. Um, we just say welcome. Thank you for being a part of the building abroad. Praise God. You are in the house and we thank God for technology. Some people think it's a curse, but you know what? You know what uh, the devil meant for bad. God can turn it around and use it for his good. Amen. I just love the fact that there's people, I don't know if you should be doing this if you're watching, but there's people that will post pictures when we do selfies. They'll be at work posting a picture of them in their computer with us on the computer. I'm like, you're doing that at work? <laughs> you're going to get fired. <laughs> but, you know, people sick, they're shut in, they're in the hospitals, they weren't able to make it, they're taking care of other ones. It's a blessing that we have these things. And, and just, just to let you know... It, Part of your, your giving and your generosity goes to things like that. It's going out to reach people that may not be able to make it. There's some people that don't have vehicles, aren't able to make it, you know, to, to church service. And we're able to reach the shut-in, and that's what God has called us to do. Praise God. So it's just a tremendous blessing, and I thank you for your continued show of generosity. Amen. Amen. So today, before we get into our word, I just want to let you know this is a church that believes in the Bible and we're going to be in a lot of scriptures today. Is that okay? Yeah. 
Okay, for those of you that didn't say amen too bad, I got the mic. I'm the pastor. We're going over a lot of scripture today. Just giving you one right now. That's what we do. We believe in the word of God. We believe in the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations. We don't believe in adding or taking away from it. Amen. Amen. So therefore, we'd like to go through the Bible that way that we could say that we're a biblically based church. Amen. Okay, so if you do, if you will, please, I just want to let you know before I get speaking, it just takes one touch. One touch. Un toque. Un toque. Toque. I'm saying too much on the toe. Not, not enough on the K. Toque. Toque. Gracias. Mateo. Ocho. Y tres. Matthew 8, 3. And it reads, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Matthew 9, 28 and 30. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said yes to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched, then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done unto you. Matthew 17 and 7. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. Matthew 20 and 34. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyesight, um, immediately they received their eyesight and they followed him. Now as we see, Jesus touched and people were healed. One touch. Now I don't think there's anybody in here that isn't seeking from a touch from Jesus today. No crea que haya alguien aquí que no está buscando a Jesús para tocarlos. Cada persona en nuestra escritura era sando de la enfermedad, siguera y miedo. Each person in our set of scriptures were healed from disease, and they were healed from blindness, and they were set free from fear. So as we look at our scriptures for this morning, we see that everyone who was healed was in the presence of God. Everybody was in God's presence. It's in the presence of Jesus we can all seek to be healed. Now I'm sure everyone here is, 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 that is suffering from some type of debilitating illness desires a touch from Jesus to be set free from physical disease, fear, and depression. So today I want to remind you about an overlooked fact about healing who wants to be healed today come on there's i know there's people in here that have been suffering and the problem is we always look for healing to be something that takes place in our natural body <laughs> but there's some of us that need some healing mentally there's a lot of us that need healing spiritually Just to let you know, when a pastor puts his hand like this, that means it's something serious when he's saying it. You watch every pastor on TV, and when they do like this, that's something serious. They're just like, the other, the other one is this. It's a pastor hand. I'm just letting y'all know. Now, now you guys are going to start listening intently when... There was a man I knew that had colon cancer, and 
and he had to undergo countless procedures that included chemotherapy, and they had to remove most of his colon. And um, even after his surgery, the chemo, uh, with the chemo and the doctors told him, listen, he says, you don't have long to live. You need to get your affairs in order. No tenía mucho tiempo para vivir, pero ellos conocían al gran doctor. See, this man knew a greater physician. He heard what the doctor said. But there's a greater doctor. Jesus touched his body. And to this day, he is healed, he's alive, and he's set free from cancer. But wait. As great as his healing is, <laughs> he was left with a colostomy bag. You guys don't know what that is. It's a bag that sits on the side. People have to remove them. That's how they use the bathroom. So he's left with a colostomy bag and also... He has to eat a very restricted diet. A lot of us in here are just like that man. We've been healed and set free from disease. We've been freed from drug addiction. We've been freed from mental illness and all types of bondages and strongholds. But we still have something that's still there. Muchos de nosotros hemos sido sanados y liberados de la enfermedad, progresión, enfermedad mental y todos los tipos de esclavitud. We are now healed. We are now healed. Ahora estamos curados. But we still have the scars and the damage of what has bound us. Pero Aún vemos las cicatrices y el daño de lo que nos ata. Toma un toque para ser sanado, pero hay otro toque, un mejor toque. It took one touch to be healed, but there's another touch, a better touch, a more excellent touch. You guys watch this. If you've ever been bound, if somebody grabs you really hard or if you've ever been in handcuffs, or, unfortunately some of us have, after they take the handcuffs off, you're free from the handcuffs, but you're left with bruises from the handcuffs. You may get punched in the face by somebody, a, 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 a father, a loved one, a mother, somebody treats you, they hit you. Even though they say sorry, they set you free. They, the, 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 the damage was done. You're past, you're healed from the damage. The scar that was left is still there, but there's still some type of emotional damage that was done from the pain and hurtful process of creating that scar. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that healing is good. And the touch from Jesus is good, but there's something that's greater than a touch from Jesus. 
Y'all looking at me. Okay, go ahead and break it down, Pastor, because I'm looking. I've been, I come to church because I want to be touched by Jesus. Well, that's okay, and, and, and I understand what you're saying, and, and I, too, want to be touched by Jesus, but we need to look at scriptures to understand and discover a greater touch. Matthew chapter 9, 20, 22. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment, for she had said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. If I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good cheer, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee whole. Tu fe te ha hecho completo. And to the woman was made whole from that very hour. Now, I know some of you guys in here are looking at me, and I know you're saying, well, she was made whole, and, 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 but what's the difference between whole and healed? Let's take a more detailed look at another scripture that tells about this account. Mark chapter 5, verse 25, and it says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years had suffered many things of many physicians. Now, I'm, I'm not a woman, but I know there's sometimes you go to the doctor and you go see a certain doctor that you got to suffer many things from that doctor. But this woman here says that every doctor she went to, she had a suffering of many things from many physicians and she had spent all that she had and wasn't better, but got worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched and touched and touched the hem of his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Uh-huh, okay. Let, let me help you out here as I break down. I got to stop at verse 28 and 29 to give you guys just explain to you something here because some people are like, well, I'm healed whole. What's the difference? I'm healed, I'm whole. Well, if we look at verse 29, first of all, she said in herself, she said to herself, if I may touch, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. In verse 29, then it says, and straightway, immediately, when she went through the press and touched the hem of his garment, she had felt in her body that she was healed from the plague. So right then, the fountain of blood, the, 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 the flow stopped. She received her healing. Now, as I go on, she said she'll be whole, but then when she touched the hem of his garment, she felt that she was healed. But this is what I like. And it says, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue, that power had gone out from him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now, I need you to get, I need, I need to take you there. Let me, let me take you back to over 2,000 years ago, and I need you to see that a man is walking with hundreds of people around him. 
Now, mind you, when you're walking in a press, like we see today, when somebody's standing before the press, there's hundreds of people asking questions, and they're all close, and they're putting microphones in people's faces, and they're touching the person that's being interviewed. But you mind you, there is no microphones. Jesus is walking. Thousands of people around him. Thousands of people, they said it's a press, so it's tight. They all want to get close to Jesus, but somebody touched Jesus, and he turns and says, who touched me? Think about this, saints. He's been being touched. But there was somebody that said something within themselves that pushed through the press and touched Jesus in a way that nobody else was touching him. See, so many of us are like those apostles. It was funny that Jesus looked at the apostles and goes, who touched me? And I can imagine him looking at, there's thousands of people around here, Jesus. I'm sure somebody touched you. No, I think Jesus was trying to say, look, somebody touched me in a way that y'all should be touching me. Peter. He said, who touched me? Who touched me at a point that would pull power from out of my body? It wasn't that Jesus lost power. It was just that somebody tapped in to his power. You know, people said virtue left him like all of a sudden his battery ran low. No, it, it is an ongoing power. It's a power that is continuous. It's infinite power. And he said that somebody touched me in such a way to tap in to a power that's infinite. And while you guys have been walking with me for the last three years, while you guys are hanging out from me, looking for me to touch you, somebody touched me. Now, I, 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 you, can't, you can't go into this scripture without breaking down Hebrew and Jewish law. Because if we look back during that time, a woman that was bleeding, that was during her monthly, was considered ceremoniously unclean. Now, when a woman's ceremoniously unclean, she was to be outside of the camp, which means she was not allowed to touch anybody. Because anything she touched, matter of fact, the law required that anything she sat on, anything she touched, was to be burned. Once it was done, it just burned. Her pillows, her cloths, everything. Usually that's why they sent them outside the camp so she wouldn't make the whole house ceremoniously unclean. And some men in here are like, oh, Jesus, bring that back. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord rebuke it, thee. Okay. All right. You... Don't laugh too loud, man. So anyway, anyway, she's ceremoniously unclean for 12 years. 12 years. Unable to communicate with people, unable to feel compassion, unable to be touched by somebody. And look, she you talking about lonely. For 12 years, she could not commune with people. And some of y'all in here can't even last 12 minutes without talking to somebody. So anyway, she can't touch anybody because if she touches any person, now they're unclean. 
And when they're unclean, they got to go outside the camp. There's something they have to do ceremoniously. They get in a mikvah, they wash up, and then they got to stay outside the camp for seven days before they can come back in the camp. Seven days. So can you imagine this woman goes out through the press, and as she's going through the press, she's touching other people trying to get to Jesus. And everybody that she's touching is now ceremoniously unclean. She's obviously known in the community for a woman that has an issue. Yeah, some of y'all right now shaking your head because you're thinking about the woman in your community. You're thinking about the girls at your high school. You're thinking about that girl at work, that dude that has an issue. Don't touch me. Dirty Dan. So she knew she couldn't touch anybody. She had to make her way through the press. She had to make her way through the people. And can you imagine her? Everybody she touched, she done messed their whole week up. Wait a minute, man. I, oh, no. People, getting, people aren't getting in her way. I like the way they see the pictures that she's trying to crawl. People kicking because everybody wants to get touched by Jesus. I can imagine the reason why most people were hanging around Jesus because they want the freebie. Everybody that knew Jesus knew that Jesus was giving handouts out. He, look, man, all you got to do is have somebody's going to show up sooner or later with a basket of some fish and some loaves. He's going to feed at least 3,000 of us. Free meal. It's the only people who are hanging around Jesus. But she had to press her way through hundreds of people. Fighting, getting kicked, getting knocked back. I'm sure she would move forward and then there were more people and she'd get pushed back. But she had said within herself, that nothing is going to stop me from touching Jesus. So now we see the Hebrew tradition. She knows what was going on with her. Jesus gets touched. He said, who touched me? And, and, and when she, after she was touched, I like the disciples looked and was like, well, what are you talking about? Who touched you? We obviously touched you. And then he looked around in verse 33 and he said he looked around about to see her that had done this. Now, first of all, you guys have to understand something. Jesus knew who touched him. He knew the beginning from the end. He knew everything was happening. He knew what happened. But what he's trying to do is teach people a lesson. I need you to see something. You're looking at me and you don't see this woman on the ground. So he says this. But the woman fearing and trembling. Why was she fearing? Because she just touched the rabbi and made him unclean ceremoniously and when a rabbi you touch a rabbi make a rabbi unclean it's, it's some issues so he turns around and she's scared it says she's fear she's trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him the truth and he said unto her daughter thy faith has made thee whole Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. I would like to tell you the difference between being healed and whole is this. We see that in verse 29, or verse, yeah, verse 29, she was healed. But when it comes down to, to verse 34, she was made whole. What is the difference? Because 
part of her illness wasn't the fact that she was bleeding. Let's look at 12 years of not being able to talk to somebody. Let's look at 12 years of not being able to commune with somebody. Let's look at 12 years of spending all your money at the doctor. You don't own a thing. Now, can you imagine the mental oppression, the mental submit, the suppression and all that that she's going through? Can you imagine the hurt, everything that she lost? And then God turns around and says, not only have you been healed of this disease, I am going to give back to you everything that the canker worm and the moth and the rust has stolen to you. You are going to not only be healed, but you are made whole mentally, physically, and spiritually. Wholeness, wholeness, wholeness. And God is calling us not to stand around him and ask him, God, touch me. God says there's a greater touch. There's a greater touch than me touching you. That touch that you can have, the touch that you need is for you to come to me and touch me. There are two ways that we could touch Jesus. Hay two formas en que podamos tocar Jesús. Número uno, a través de la prensa. We touch God through the press. Through the press. Mark chapter 5, 27 says this. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Saints, I don't know what your press is. Your press could be doubt. Your press could just be news that you receive. Your press could be general, generational oppression and, and all types of things. People have talked to you and created a press for you saying you'll never be nothing. You'll never be healed. You'll never be whole. You'll never be this. I don't know what your press is, but whatever it is, God is saying that if you want to touch me, you're going to have to fight through every adversity, every wall, every challenge, every hurdle, every stumbling block that has been set before you. You're going to have to fight through it to get to touch Jesus. There's things that are keeping us from Jesus. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, yes, you have a relationship with him. Yes, you love him. Yes, he's there. But I'm telling you, saints of God, there's, there's times that there's certain, hold, certain wholeness that you need in your life that you're going to have to fight for it. The press. The press. It's like a bench press. When I'm laying on my back and I pick up that weight, I got to get it off my chest. And sometimes it gets so heavy, I don't want it sitting on me. I got to push and I got to push. I got to, that's why they call it a bitch. Press. I got to fight sometimes. And saints of God, I, I like, I like as we, we picture the stories that as we see many pictures and many renditions of this of the scripture that you don't see a woman fighting like this I notice just right now in my mind's eye that her press was done on her knees she pressed through every situation every law that was set up every person that would prosecute her and, and intimidate her every situation she was on her knees and, and as she was on her knees she was making progress on her knees and, and that symbolizes prayer and submission and humility and, and pressing your way through to Christ to Jesus to get at his feet see she said if I just may touch the hem of his garment some of the translations say the lower part of his robe see I can't touch 
the lower part of his robe standing up. I have to be in a position to even reach down to touch the hem of his garment. And God says, if you want to touch me, you're going to have to surrender yourself. But not only surrender yourself, you got to push your way through every situation and circumstance and obstacle to get to my feet. The second thing, the second way that we can touch Jesus is through adoration. It's through our worship. Simplest thing. We're running out trying to find books about being healed. We're running to the altars because, you know, the Bible says if there's any sick among you, call upon the elders of the church that may anoint you with oil, lay hands on you and pray for you that you might be healed. Listen, God said this. He said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Life is healing. Abundant life is wholeness. I want wholeness. Some of you right now would raise a ruckus if you went and paid for something and didn't get what you paid for. Jesus paid for it for you to get it. And I can just imagine he's looking at, I paid for your wholeness. By my stripes you were healed. I paid for your wholeness. All you got to do is come and get it. Come and touch me. It's through our worship. Watch this, saints. This is how I'm going to prove to you. I could prove to you that through our worship, we could be made whole through worship. Yes, yes, yes. Luke, chapter, uh, Luke 17, 15 through 19. And it says this. Now, I'm going to give you some background on this real quick. You got these 10 guys. They got leprosy. 10 dudes. They're all Samaritans. They want to be healed. They want to be healed. You guys know that leprosy causes things to fall off. Yes. Nose, usually your nose, fingers. Lips, all kinds of stuff. Gross on your face is terrible. Highly contagious. So what happens is when you, when you discover with leprosy, when you, have, when you start getting what they call leprosy spots, they're white. When they're white, you're contagious. They send you away. You got to go live in a leprosy colony. And these 10 lepers who were Samaritans, who were considered dogs to Jewish people, they, they were unclean people. They didn't even associate with Samaritans. These 10 dudes find Jesus. And as they come to Jesus, they say, Jesus, can you heal us, please? So then Jesus heals them. And after he heals them, this is where we pick up at 15. It says, and one of them, when they saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice. This kind of tells us something about our worship. And Jesus, yes, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Lord, you are worthy. I'm not, I'm, saying that, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I know that if you can jump up when, when, when Curry hits that three, when, <laughs> when, when it, <laughs> But when Jesus died on the cross for your sins, to give you life and life more abundantly, Lord, I just, I just thank you. You're so, you're so worthy. You're so worthy. I thank you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. If I gave you a million dollars right now and you just go, thanks, and walked off, you know the first thing in my mind is, you don't appreciate it. I'm just being honest with you. If I knew something, I gave you something that valuable that was valuable to me, and you look at me and go, thanks. 
Appreciate you. I almost want to want to take it back. You guys better thank God. That's an, you guys better give God a praise now that he don't think like Pastor John. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that God don't think like me. Because I take it back. You ain't happy about your salvation, give it back. I'm, I'm just taking it. Uh -uh. You don't deserve this. That's why man always, man always want to tell you how God thinking. Your ways are not like my ways. As far as the east is from the west. So the Bible tells me that I can't think like God. So how can I tell you what God's thinking? I can just tell you what his word says. So it says here that he felt that, that, that with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet. Who kind of seems like the same position that the woman with the issue of blood had. Okay, let me get back. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan kind of weird okay he has leprosy outcast samaritan outcast the only thing that's gonna make him any worse is if he was a tax collector he would have had the trip the, the, the trifecta and watch this in jesus answering wow god he's glorifying god he's giving god praise and it said jesus answered his praise oh that just hit me it didn't say he responded to his praise. He answered his praise. God answering him said, were there not 10 of you that were healed, cleansed? Where are the other nine? Hello? Where are they at? He says, they are not found that return to give glory to God save you the stranger and he said unto him arise go thy way thy faith has made you whole his worship touched jesus and because he worshiped jesus because he was glorified god with a loud voice because he fell on his face at his feet he began to worship god and god said where is everybody else but you came back to me and now go thy way your faith has made you whole. See, the other guys walked away. They were now, they, 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 they had no fingers still and no lips and no nose. And, 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 and as I begin to think, we always read scripture and think this happened within the time I, it took for me to read it. <laughs> but see, it doesn't. This is just an account. You know, it takes you 10 minutes to read a book, but you can go through five years through 10 minutes of reading. So I begin to think that as Jesus touched the lepers are told the lepers go your way, you're, you're clean, you're healed. And as they were walking off all 10 of them, they began to walk. And for days they were walking because they were going to show themselves to the priests because the priests were the only ones that can give them the okay to let back in society. And as they were walking back, one of them began to walk and started noticing, hey, man, I'm healed. And the Bible declares that he turned back to find Jesus. See, a lot of us in our mind think that they walked off and after they got 10 steps, he turned around and Jesus is still sitting there looking like, I did that. That was me. No, 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 no. I believe that Jesus went about his way doing his work and doing good. But when the, the leper, the one leper knew that, wait a minute, I'm healed. 
I'm still missing fingers and my, I ain't got a nose on my face, but I'm healed and I can get back into society. But before I go back and enjoy the things that I know I can enjoy in society, I'm going to go back and tell this man, I'm going to give him my praise, my adoration. I'm going to give him my affection before I even attempt to enjoy that he set me free from. So he turned around and he started looking for Jesus. Where is he at? I know him. I met him here. Let me go over here, Samaria. Let me go over here, Jerusalem. Where is Jesus at and when he found him he fell he fell at his face I don't know this but I can imagine it may have took him months to find him but when he found him he gave God glory your faith has made you whole and I could see it just in my mind I could see that right when Jesus said just boom you know, people like fingers stretched out from his hands. No, I think it just happened. And I could see him probably going to some water to look and seeing that his nose is back and his, his lips are back and he had his fingers back. He says, not only am I healed, I've been made whole. Everything that is missing, everything that the disease has left behind that has wrecked and torn my body and left it a mess. God has come back and he allowed me to touch him and he's made me whole. Wholeness, wholeness, wholeness. God wants us to worship him. It touches him when we give him our worship. And it brings wholeness to us. Saints of God, I gave you a picture because some of us in here are healed, but we're stopping because we're not getting our wholeness right away. Since 2004, I've been healed. It was the same day I got the diagnosis of my heart and I prayed and I said when I found out it was me when God gave me the word in John chapter chapter 11 verse 4 I think it is he says this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God and when he told me that I said God I'm gonna start I started praying in tongues I was like who is it Jesus heal him right now in the name of Jesus we send the word and they are healed touch him right now Jesus and then I go down to my doctor's appointment and find out it's me I said, God, I receive your healing. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I was, I was messed up, but I'm like, I'm trusting in God. I, I'm trusting in God. I made, I, I've been healed, but now guess what? I'm still searching out Jesus. I'm still trying to get to the, to the hem of his garment because there's going to be one day that I'm going to be made whole. There's going to be one day that he's going to cure me. See, one thing you don't realize, and T, you listen to this, there's one thing that you guys don't realize when you deal with a long-term illness. There's a major thing it plays on your mentality here. There's a mental stress that goes on. There's times, it's, there's things that happen in your body, and instead of normally like you, you ignore it. But if my heart bumps once or twice, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 what is it? Oh, oh my God, what is it? My, if my fingers tingle, oh, am I something? See, there's a mentalness, stress that begins to go on with my illness, and, and, and it's part of the illness see I'm healed but I'm still suffering damage from my sickness and I know that one day when I get to the feet of Jesus I'm gonna touch the hem of his garment and I shall be made whole and until I'm made whole I'm gonna press I'm gonna run I'm gonna go I'm gonna move until I touch the hem of his garment it's just one touch, just one touch. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There'll be no more mental stress. There'll be no more mental turmoil. There'll be no more physical pain. 
I'll be able to run. I'll be able to do everything that God has called me to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wholeness. Wholeness. Thank you, Jesus. Life and life more abundantly. Life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's a God of wholeness. He's a complete God. There's nothing missing, nothing broken. And if we have been made in the image of God, then I'm going to walk in that image. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now, see, now you understand why we were excited when we were singing that I am saved by grace. See, we understand it. There's some of us in here that realize what's going through, what it means when, when, it, when we're, we're sick and, and things are messed up in our body. Yes, I'm healed, but I'm still dealing with the scars of being in bondage. The only scars that to remain were on Jesus Christ. Jesus said this. He said, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he is called to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He says, but to open up the eyes of the blind, to set the captives free, and set at liberty, liberty them that are bruised. Them that are bruised. Listen to this. A bruising is a result of an injury. The injury happened a long time ago. You're left with a bruise. You're left with a scar. It's a result of what happened. And see, so many of us in here are bruised. And God said, I'm going to set you free from that bruising. Because that bruising is still there. The bruise is a reminder of the sickness, of the offense, of the things that have happened in the past. And God says, today, I want you whole. It's today. Today is your, today is your day to start this journey to the feet of Jesus. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we bring this to a close. Thank you, Jesus. People understood that worship was a way of getting to touch Jesus. Matthew chapter 14, 35, 36. Watch this. And when the men of the place recognized him speaking of Jesus they sent out into all the surrounding regions and brought to him all who were sick and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment as many as touched it were made perfectly well or whole I wonder where they got that from how do they know if they just touched the hem of his garment The woman with the issue of blood. Do you remember there was a press? And Jesus stopped and made mention. Who touched me? See, when Jesus spoke, people listened. So it was a teaching moment. And when all these people saw that this woman, and when, remember she said this, she fell at his feet and told him the truth. Because we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. She said, Jesus, I'll tell you the truth because you are the truth. I had said to myself, 
if I just touch the hem of your garment that I will be made whole. See, it wasn't just her telling Jesus. Jesus knew all that. Jesus said, I need the press to hear your faith. So her faith went before her and spread throughout the country. Because it said here, and when the men of the place recognized him, Jesus, they sent out into all the surrounding regions. Bring your sick. And they said, Jesus, we just want to touch the hem of your garment like that woman with the issue of blood. I'm here to tell you today, if you've been suffering from something for years, God is setting up a testimony that's going to go before you. That people will do the same thing. That they won't lose hope. They'll see in your life. They'll see what's going on. Man, you suffered for that for 12 years. And then you still got healed. And made whole. Therefore, I shall boast in my infirmities. That the power of God may rest upon me. <laughs> oh, that's why God said my grace is sufficient for thee. <laughs> oh my God, I, 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 I can't start again because I just feel his grace upon me. I feel his grace upon me. Sometimes we got to learn to acknowledge the grace of God that is on our life. I am saved by grace. I walk by grace. It is but grace that woke me up this morning. It is grace that keeps me going on my way. It's grace that is going to heal me. It is grace that's going to make me whole. His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. His grace is all I need. It's all about grace. Grace. He will never allow me to face a situation without giving me the grace first to bear it. Dios está buscando a alguien que lo toque, alguien dispuesto a presionar y caer a su pies y a daughter. God is looking for someone to touch him, someone willing to press and fall at his feet to worship him. Will that be you today? I'm not saying your wholeness, today is your wholeness day, but today is your day that God has awoken you to righteousness. That it's time for you to start moving through the press. It's time for you to start worshiping God a way that you've never worshiped him before. It's time for you to start giving God some type of praise, falling at his feet to give him what he wants. It's time for you to come and touch God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. See, some people didn't have to wait for the invitation, as you see. The altars are open. The altars are open. God is calling you to reach out and touch him today. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.